Welcome back to Lifestyle with Sylvia. I'm Sylvia, your host, and it's an honor to be able to share with you my story and what I have learned and am still learning going from a divorce into a new life. Today's episode is a result of a very interesting conversation I had with Chieli Reinheimer. She's a lawyer specialized in family law. On this episode, Chieli and I talked about divorce, especially in situations where children are involved. The conversation was in Portuguese, so for those of you who speak Portuguese, you can listen to it on my Portuguese version of the podcast, Lifestyle com Silvia. For those of you who don't, I'll summarize what Chieli shared. I'll point out that what Chieli shares is based on the Brazilian law, because she practices in Brazil. Usually, divorces are very emotional for everyone involved. And many times when there are children involved, parents tend to use them to attack one another. So my first question to Chieli was, knowing how emotional a divorce can be, and that unfortunately adults use children to attack one another, I imagine that the law already provides at least a minimum of fairness to everyone involved, not only in terms of rights and duties from both the mother and the father, but also children's rights. What does the law state? And Chiali said that both parents have the same rights in regards to the child. There is no preference. The law focuses mainly on protecting the child. It guarantees that what is stated under the Brazilian Child and Adolescent Institute is fulfilled, as well as the alienation law. What usually happens in Brazil, at least the most common situations, is that after a divorce, the child carries on living with the mother and the dad moves out. And very often, the mom, or family and friends on the mom's side, end up voicing the opinion they have about the dad, and very often is a negative one. And they voice it to the child, shaping a negative idea about the dad on the child's mind. Children believe their parents fully, so whatever mom or dad says, a child will believe it as being the truth. Speaking ill about the other parent will deconstruct the child's idea and belief of that parent in a negative way. The alienation law is here to protect family ties. In Chiali's opinion, this law has been very useful. To fully understand what this law means, Chiali explained what alienation is. It's when one side mischaracterizes the other. For example, when dad says things like, Your mom doesn't want me to see you. She doesn't want you to participate in my life. Or mom says to the child, your dad didn't come to see you because he didn't want to. He prefers to do other things or be with someone else. He doesn't care, etc. These are examples of parental alienation and it can be done not only by mom and dad, but also by those around them, family and friends. When these kind of attitudes happen, With this law in place, it's possible to take it to court and those responsible will be held accountable. They can get a fine. If it's proven that it's done in bad faith, the parent can lose custody of the child because it's considered to be psychological abuse to the child. By doing this alienation, the dad or mom is mischaracterizing the other parent towards the child. And since that figure both the mom's as well as the dad's figure, is so important for the child. When someone mischaracterizes it, it is considered psychological abuse because it will affect how the child regards the parent in question while growing up. And because the child at a young age believes what they are told, they can't tell the difference between what is true and what is being said out of anger. 
so they will believe it as being the truth. And later on in life, it will be very difficult to explain that those were false memories. The child will grow up with that having been the truth, and that parental bond will have been lost. Other than this, the alienation law also guarantees parental rights. Shared custody is what is most common in Brazil. But Chieli explained that this doesn't mean that the child will spend half of his time with one of the parents and the other half with the other. Shared custody means that both parents will have a say in important decisions related to the child, such as education, health, everyday decisions. It means that both parents will be involved in the child's upbringing. Chieli says that very often the parent with whom the child lives is the one making all the decisions related to the child and very often the other parent wants to be involved but it's prevented to do so by mom or dad. So this law guarantees his or her right to be involved in everyday decisions about the child's life. In Brazil what most commonly happens is that children carry on living with a mom and dads end up spending less time with them. But that doesn't have to be the rule. Since here there is still a very strong culture that the male figure is the provider and moms very often are stay-at-home moms, this is what usually happens. But more and more dads want to be more involved in their children's lives and this is a very positive change. I asked Tieli what was the difference between shared custody and joint physical custody. Joint physical custody is when the child spends an equal amount of time in both homes the mom's and the dad's home. In Brazil, this is not the rule. Chieli explained that psychological studies have shown that it makes it hard for the child to have stability when every week they have to go to a different house and very often with different rules and different routines. It might, might work great if the parents are in alignment in terms of rules and routines, but this only happens in a very small percentage of families. So the rule in Brazil is shared custody, when both parents share the right to be involved in decisions related to the child's life, but the child lives with one of them, usually the mom, and they visit dad regularly. So usually, the child spends one or two nights with the dad during the week and alternate weekends. It's important that the dad figure is not one of him being a visit. That's why it's advised to spend the night during the week with the child so the child participates in the routine of that parent as well. Chieli points out that in family law, every family is treated individually, so there are no inflexible rules. Everything is adjustable depending on each family's situation. How often the child spends the night with dad also depends on how old they are. If a baby is still breastfeeding, for example, of course it will be different, but what she's sharing with us is what is most common to happen in Brazil. Not only is it important that the child spends time with dad so their bond is strengthened, but it is also important for the mom to have time alone to do other things that are impossible to do when children are around. Chieli points out that one of the positive aspects of a divorce is that the woman also has the opportunity to rediscover herself as a woman, so it is important to have time for herself, for her personal matters, to relax, meet other people, to live her life as a woman and not just as a mom. There is a third option, which is not that common, but it can happen, which is full custody for one of the parents. In this case, the other parent gives up the right to participate in the child's life for whatever reason, and all the decisions are made by the guardian. However, this does not mean that dad doesn't have to carry on paying child support. 
that is an obligation. Speaking of child support, I asked Chiali, how is that decided? And she said that it depends on the child's necessities and the parent's possibilities. There might or might not be a necessity for the dad to pay alimony to the mom, but for the children, it's certain that he has to pay. Of course, provided the children live with the mom. If the children live with dad, then mom is the one who has to pay child support. Usually, it's about 30% of the dad's or mom's income. Of course, it would depend on many variables, such as how many children there are, etc. I asked Shiali to share with us from her experience and knowing how emotional a divorce can be, and usually is, I asked her to share with us if most divorce cases are very emotion or can people more or less keep their emotions under control. And Shiali said that most commonly, these are emotional situations. At least in the beginning, there's usually a lot of conflict. She always tries to get the two parties to reach an agreement. A litigious divorce takes up a lot of time, money and energy, so it's always advisable to reach an agreement. Also, when there isn't an agreement, the judge will decide your life for you. Isn't it better when the adults involved make the decisions that best suit their reality? And who better than the parents to know what's best for their children? When there are children involved, the agreement has to be signed by the judge. But it's a lot easier and faster when the agreement is already done and signed by both parties and the judge only has to validate it. With an agreement in place, the whole divorce process can be finished within six months on average. Childcare is agreed and payments will start immediately, obviously. The child can't wait six months to see his or her basic needs met. When it's a litigious divorce, it can take up to years and there's a lot of money, energy and hurt feelings involved and everyone loses. As a lawyer, what motivated Chiali the most is to be able to help those families go through such a difficult time the easiest way possible and to help them remember that even though they're separating as a couple, their bond as parents will remain forever. While going through a divorce, adults tend to forget all the years they spent together and the years that were good, everything they learned together and what they have accomplished as a couple. And they focus only on the negative and on what caused the relationship to end. Children can be the reason for them to try harder and for the sake of them, the children, they will put some of their differences aside and remember the positive achievements of their relationship, maintaining also the respect for one another. But because of all the emotional stress, they can't always see that and that's one of the reasons why it's important to have a mediator helping them through this difficult time. I also asked Chieli about the couple's assets and how they will share them. Again, there is no rule because it depends on what type of marriage they have. What most commonly happens is that couples live in a stable union or are married in communion of acquired goods. In this case, everything they have acquired after, after their marriage or their union is divided in half, regardless of who was making more money. I asked Shiali in what situations can a judge forbid one of the parents from seeing the child. And she said that in case of abuse or if there is suspicion of abuse. When this happens, there will be an investigation to find out for sure if it's true. But while the investigation is taking its course, that parent is already forbidden to see the child.
and unfortunately this happens very often thankfully not always the child is being abused very often these are false accusations as a way to get revenge from their ex by preventing him from seeing the child regardless there's always the need to investigate and this is one more reason for there to be someone mediate, mediating the divorce process and remind parents not to use children to get back at each other. Especially because when children are very little, they can't fully express themselves and it makes it very difficult to get the truth. Also, if you, if you tell a child a story several times, the child will believe it and will have false memories of abuse. So having someone calling adults to their senses is extremely important. I asked Chiali what would be the most important piece of advice she would give to those going through a divorce right now or thinking about going through a divorce. And she stressed how important it is to have empathy and put yourself in the other's shoes. If there are children involved, put them first. Let children be the reason to keep your emotions and anger under control so you can maintain your mind clear enough to make the best decisions. Children are the ones who suffer the most, so put them first. Before ending our conversation, we ended on a positive note. Chiel is a woman who has many projects. Apart from being a lawyer, she also owns a party house. And this is her dream come true. Chiel explained that she loves children. And when she became a mom six years ago, she wanted to have a party house because it represents happiness, family and friends coming together to celebrate, usually the child's birthday. And since most of her time is mediate, mediating conflict while practicing law, this is a great way to also focus on the happy side of families coming together and celebrating children's happiness. This is what Chiali and I talked about during our chat. I hope you have enjoyed. Thank you for listening. And if you want to share your thoughts with me, feel free to send me an email to lifestylewithsylvia at gmail.com. See you next week.